Welcome to Rick and Bubba University, and uh, you know we continue to to roll on, Bubba. We're now forty plus episodes, if you can believe. I that. know, I cannot believe it. And uh, and this was a story that that became pretty big, uh, and and pretty fast uh, on our program. It, it involves Pastor Dana Coverstone, who is ordained Assemblies of God minister. Uh, he's from Jacksonville, Indiana. He's currently pastoring at Living Word, and that's in Burksville, Kentucky. He's been a pastor for over twenty nine years. Uh, and uh, it started, we started getting the emails. Have you seen this? Have you seen this? Have you seen this? And it was him talking about these dreams that he has had and then then had had one more recent. And in these dreams, uh, he has seen things uh, that a lot of them came true, and now he's had another dream about things that may be out ahead, and this has put him in the middle of millions and millions of people uh, all over the world watching uh, this man from small town Kentucky. So, Pastor Dana Coverstone, welcome to Rick and Bubba University. Well, thanks for having me on your show, sirs. I appreciate it. No, thank you for taking time. We're very interested in uh, in, in talking to you firsthand and not getting uh, the story yeah. filtered through various media outlets. Yeah, well, we we've seen we've seen the video uh, and and we've watched it and we've we've seen some of the response, which we'll get in today. Uh, but looking back, because I know you know all the guys we work with here, we're all we're all a team. We're buddies. We're friends. We legitimately like being together. And you know, you have the guys in your in your life that you know hold you accountable. Looking back, when your friends talked you into going on Facebook Live, do you wish you could have that back? Oh man, yeah, I, w- I would do it in a heart. I would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, I, I've had almost fifty thousand emails, thousands of phone calls. Our church that used to get uh, maybe 10 phone calls a week, we're averaging 200 a day. Uh, I just did an interview with a group at eight o'clock in the eight o'clock this morning, and while I was in there, I got the ringer on the office phone turned off. It it it, it buzzed at least 37 times, and I was just in there for you know 45 minutes. Uh, a lot of people talked to me. Uh, we've had more visitors at our church. We had members at one time during one service, uh, meeting a lot of people, hearing from a lot of folks, but. Hearing from a lot of people who, who basically say the dream I had and I shared resonated with them, that they were feeling some of the same things. I think, you know, if you ask yourself the question, do you think there's a problem with, in America right now? Most Americans are going to say, yeah, there's something not right, something wrong. So I'm hearing from folks who have said this resonated in my spirit. Deep down inside, I feel that this is, you know, that it, 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 touched, it touched the nerves of a lot of people. And thousands of people have told me that they had the same kind of sense and feeling that something was going on. Well, we definitely want to dive in, you know, to the dream and then some of the things that, that people, um, you know, who, who have been giving their opinion on it. Of course, we, you knew that was going to happen. And, and we'll kind of talk about some of those questions as we, as we continue here on Rick and Bubba University. Now, Bubba, you and I, you know, before we get into more with, uh, with Pastor, uh, and it's weird, but, but you know, you're, you're a pastor, you, but, you know, you're also just a man, so you don't have to chime in on this, but let's talk about comfortable underwear for just a minute. Right. That uh, is important yeah, to all of us. And, Pastor, you don't have to chime in on this, but 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 Tommy John <laughs> Tommy John puts together a, a great pair of underwear. That's just, let's just call it. And, uh, you know, most men, you know, don't worry a lot about underwear, and I'll tell you why we don't worry about it is we didn't know something like this existed. Right. I worry about it now. Uh, yeah, yeah if, you, if you ever try these, then you will worry about it. Yeah, so Tommy John uh, is, is asking you to upgrade to these wonderful uh, – the, the technology they've used, and, and they breathe, and, the, and they're cool, and they're comfortable. They've enhanced designs that are super breathable, way more comfortable than really anything else out there. But I think right now, Bubba, they've made theirs even more comfortable, which I didn't think that was, was possible. And, and they're so confident that their underwear is the, the best you're ever going to, to, to wear. And this is for men and women now. 
that you, if you don't love your first pair, they'll give you a full refund with their best pair you you ever wear, or it's free guarantee. Now, uh, Tommy John, no no adjustment uh, needed, is is kind of their slogan, uh, meaning they fit the way underwear is supposed to fit. So now, for a limited time, uh, you can go to TommyJohn.com/slash/RickBubba. Now put that together, Rick Bubba, and you're going to get twenty percent off the first order. That's TommyJohn.com/slash/RickBubba for twenty percent off. TommyJohn.com/slash/RickBubba. Uh, the most revolutionary underwear and apparel brand on the planet. Tommy John is always working towards the next innovation. We're talking with Pastor Dana Coverstone. So we talked about you went on Facebook Live, um, and once you put out this dream, uh, now this was— yeah, And you want to recap yeah. uh, the, the first one you had just a little bit, and then we'll move to the second one uh, uh, Pastor Coverstone, kind of for people who have not seen it and not up to date on it, can you give us a synopsis? Yeah, when you had the first dream and, and all that. Yeah, uh, it was December fifteenth. It was a Monday night, and uh, I basically had a dream that I saw a calendar. And it said January two thousand twenty, and I watched January flip up, February flip up, and then March. Uh, at, when I saw the, the month of March, I saw a finger appear, and it underlined the month of March, and it tapped it three times. Um, and then uh, I saw it flip to April, May, June. When it got to June, the finger appeared, underlined the month of June, and then tapped it three times. And then suddenly I am seeing uh, people waiting in line in the hospitals. I'm seeing people on respirators and ventilators. I'm seeing people that are very, very sick. I'm seeing headlines that say pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. Uh, people are just very sick. I see people uh, in lines at the hospitals. I see doctors and nurses that are just overwhelmed and, and tired, just sitting down like in chairs, like they've just been exhausted. And then I saw uh, protests and marches. I saw people wearing masks. Uh, I saw empty courtyards at the same time, very, very, uh, like, like no business was going on. But I saw violence and I saw looting. I saw rioting. I saw buildings on fire. I saw stores on fire. I saw people looting things. I saw state houses and courthouses just enveloped by protesters and people marching with fists in the air, yelling and screaming. And, uh, and then at the very end of that dream, this white figure appears to me and says, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself. And then I woke up. Uh, and every Tuesday night, I pray with a group of guys in my church. They're my accountability partners and group. And I just said, guys, you know, on the 16th of, of December, I said, I had a dream last night and share with them. Um, I shared with these seven guys what I saw, what I felt in the dream, and uh, and just, just kind of let it go. Well, by the time we got to March, I was called to go pick up my daughter in Minneapolis, Minnesota, from a college up there because COVID shut them down. Uh, we're driving back. We're seeing restaurants were shut down at that time, except for drive through. Uh, COVID started impacting things. And when I got back from picking up my daughter, had those some of those same men were saying, hey, have you seen the news? What's going on? Look at the headlines, pandemic, pandemic. Uh, and, of course, then the closer we got to, to May and June, we started having the, the riots. And of all places, Minneapolis, Minnesota, where my daughter actually goes to college, uh, uh, the George Floyd death happened. We, we started seeing the, the, the looting, the riots, the burning, all the marches. And we also had protests around state houses and courthouses at that time. And so these men are telling me, you know, hey, these things that you saw and had in this dream are starting to come true. And, you know, you know I'm still struggling with what to do with it. Uh, and that led to the second one that I had in June, uh, June 22nd. And in, the, in that dream, I saw a calendar. Once again, it was a, started in June. I saw August flip, and I saw September. When I saw September flip, the hand, the finger appeared again, underlined the month of September, tapped it three times. And then I saw October flip and November flip. 
the finger appeared again, underlined November, and then instead of tapping it, a fist appeared and just slammed into the into the the calendar on the wall. Explosive. It was almost like the numbers just flew off. And then immediately I'm seeing longer lines of people at hospitals. I'm seeing uh, I'm, I'm seeing headlines that, that indicate that this thing is is, is more than a pandemic. Uh, more people are dying, greater numbers of death. Uh, people are marching and protesting, but I'm also seeing people helping people stand up in line getting into the hospitals. I saw more masks, but I saw, I saw massive sickness, obviously either COVID or something worse. I also saw um, a lot of protests and violence going on. The violence was 100% more intensive than it was in the first stream I had. Uh, I, I saw uh, explosions in various cities from the West Coast to the East Coast. In my heart, I knew it wasn't nuclear, but I just saw explosions. I saw explosive things happening. And then I saw the White House. Uh, from the from the National Mall, the dark the air the air was dark, almost like soot in the air from explosions or, or whatever, almost like ash. Um, and then I saw an empty White House, literally an empty White House. Uh, nobody in there, no secretaries, no uh, no cabinet members. No, the, the grounds were empty. The White House was empty. Dark gray clouds, fire, uh, lightning, thunder, that sort of things outside. Uh, and then I saw in, in, in this dream. A group of people in a sitting in a, in a in a large conference room outside the windows. You could see it was fire and chaos, and people were yelling, running and yelling, and screaming. Uh, saw senators, um, senators that most people would recognize, and and they had briefcases. And briefcases to me is like a '70s and '80s thing. I started college with a briefcase in '87, ended out in '91 with a backpack. So yeah. things had shifted and changed. But these men were sitting around talking and looking at their watches. They were very calm while everything outside was crazy. Uh, finally, a former senator uh, from, from the Senate uh, stood up and handed out envelopes to these men. And uh, they took them and looked at their watches again and smiled towards each other. They were calm while everything else outside was chaos. Uh, they kind of made some, some remarks to one another, kind of laughed about things and walked out into that, into that chaotic world. Uh, immediately after that, I began to see Russian and Chinese troops. I saw UN helmets. I saw... Um, they weren't rounding at people, but I saw people gather together, but I heard that the Russian soldiers telling the Chinese soldiers to go and secure this quadrant or that region or whatever. Um, and, and more explosions, more violence, more chaos in, in the field. And then that same white figure that I saw walks up to me and says, brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself, and endure until the end. And I woke up. And after I woke up, well, the other thing I saw in the dream, there was a, a bunch of banks with the roof just kind of like tilted over. And I saw money just being bags of money, cash and things like that, just being sucked into the air. And in my mind, I just kind of sensed it was a transfer of wealth. Money was changing. It was shifting. Things were disappearing. And after I woke up from that dream, my Fitbit showed my heart rate was like 180, 182 or something like that. And I just got up and made some notes, uh, made some journal articles. Um, and then I told the guys that next night at prayer about that, because I've had the dreams both on Monday nights. I shared that with the guys. And... Uh, I need you to pray with me what to do because, you know, the first one you guys know, you're here, you saw it. What do I do with this? And so they prayed with me and I thought, okay, I'll get up in the morning and, and share it. And then that night I had a dream about the coin shortage. And this is the one I think has gotten the most attention because those things definitely did happen that in the news. I, I dreamt I went to a local bank and I asked to get $10 in quarters. And the teller who was the president of the bank was in that teller's position, she said, well, uh, right now, there's a coin shortage. The the, Fed, the Mint's not minting coins anymore. Federal Reserve's kind of shut that down, and uh, there's nothing you can do. And I said, well, how am I going to charge $1.50 for something? And she said, well, you have to charge $2 because hyperinflation is coming. And, oh, by the way, ones and fives are on their way out, too. And I woke up, and I thought, okay, well, maybe this is connected. But I just got the next morning. I was On June 24th, I was very, very 
uh, burdened. I just felt this urgent need to share it. So I did. I, I've got 1,100 friends on Facebook. I did. <laughs> and I shared that as a pastor, just, to, you know, hey, guys, it was a 15-minute, nine-second video. And you guys know as well as I do. As, as a guy, I don't have time to watch the 15-minute video of some some guy I've never met or talked about. So I shared with 1,100 friends. Uh, and by that Sunday morning, 11, you know, it was up to 100,000 views. But by Friday, I shared that on, on Wednesday. I, on Friday, I share, I was started getting emails from people around the nation. Miami Beach, Florida, a lady emails me a picture of a McDonald's drive through sign, and it says, we're currently experiencing a coin shortage. Please have precise, exact change or use your debit or credit card. Well, by Monday, I had been sent probably 500. I mean, I've, I've been sent thousands of pictures and thousands of, of messages. And then people were saying, hey, watch the dream because this guy talks about the coin shortage and then watch the rest of it. And then by, by that Wednesday, it, it was up to like a million views. And I'm, I'm still overwhelmed by, because uh, I'm a nobody in the middle of Burksville, Kentucky. We're 12 miles north of Tennessee line. There's about 1,400 people in the community. I pastor a church of 80 people. I've never pastored more than 150. Um, so this is all uncharted terror, terror, territory for me. And uh, so in my opinion, it had to be the sovereign hand of God that took it because it resonated with people. And uh, as of right now, it's one of the most shared videos on Facebook in, in Facebook history. Uh, it's the most shared video right now. It's what I'm hearing from uh, some different uh, authorities, the most shared Facebook, on, the most shared video on Facebook this year. So uh, I'm still overwhelmed by all of that. Uh, I can't imagine what it's been like for the 80 members of your church. Oh, um, ha- has there been any division there? Do you feel support from the congregation? Do, you, do you, are they are they what what's been the mood of of the local church that you pastor? The uh, the people on the security team have been, have been the most nervous because we got a lot of folks. We've had uh, we've had 21 states represented. The first Sunday after after I posted the dream. We had more we had more visitors than we had members or, or people who usually attend our church. Uh, the church though has been very supportive. Uh, they they understand it's just one of those those sovereign moments that happens. There's not a whole lot you can do about it. Uh, but we've we've uh, we went from like 230 views a week on Facebook. We ha- we had 9,000 people watching our services this last week, uh, which puts a lot of pressure on me because it's you know I, I realize now I, I there's not I can't say anything else for the rest of my life or do anything or, or make a post without it being analyzed, scrutinized, uh, criticized, sanitized. Uh, but for the most part, uh, the the church, the people who are, are, are so faithful to, to living with ministries, have said you know that they stand with me, they support me. Uh, they know that that I, I God shows me things about them from time to time. Something called a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discernment. One of the spiritual gifts of First Corinthians chapter twelve, and I'm using that quite a bit. And so they they know I've had dreams and I've shared dreams and different things that have happened, uh, just never on this um, never on this level. But they have told me they stand with me, they support me. Um, they, there's a lot of invitations for speaking and things like that coming in, and I've been given some freedom to do some of those things. But uh, I'm I'm still a pastor, and the place that God's called me right now is you know pastor living with ministries of church here in Burksville, Kentucky. And uh, I'm grateful and thankful to be able to do that. Pastor Coverstone, let, let me ask you this. Are are you, and I just want to be clear so we have the record totally straight. Was this just a dream and you shared it and then you posted it and it's just kind of blown up through the numbers of social media? Or, or was there a point in this, in the dream or in your spirit, where you feel like God told you, 
I'm sharing the future with you. You need to let people know this. In other words, was there some confirmation of divine intervention in this from your point of view, or are you just sharing a dream that you had? I became a Christian when I was 15, and uh, there was a youth pastor who mentored me and, and helped disciple me as a Christian. And I also prayed with some men in that church, Jason Wilson of God and Jason Indiana. And I began to listen to them pray. And I began to listen. And when we would stop praying, they would say, okay, guys, what, what are you hearing from the Lord? You know, and as a 15-year-old kid, I'm thinking, hey, these guys are praying, but now they're expecting that they've heard something. And so I was kind of mentored to understand that when, when you pray, God does respond, God does speak, God does talk. And so that, that shaped my life uh, as a 15-year-old kid. And I've, I've learned over time as a pastor, I've been in pastoral ministry for 29 years now. Um, I've learned how to you know, listen for the, the voice of the Lord and understand. I've never heard an audible, you know, they know this is God type situation, right, but I, right. I've, I've gotten comfortable hearing and remind, understanding what the voice of God sounds like to me. Uh, and even when I pray with some groups in our church, I, okay, well, guys, what are we hearing? What are we sensing? What, you know, what, what do you sense the Lord saying? And so in that regards, when I woke up from that second dream, my heart rate was about 182. I knew in my heart, in my spirit, I'd seen something. The first dream was confirmation enough to me and to the seven men that I shared that dream with. Right. Um, and when I shared it on Tuesday night, the 23rd, they were like, you know what? Yeah, we need you need to share this. And so I, I was sharing that as a pastor who saw something, uh, some of which had come true already. I, I was a pastor who was concerned about my friends, my family, my loved ones. I was just trying to say, hey, folks, I, I believe God showed me something that's coming, and we need to be aware of it, prep yourself, because I was hearing brace yourself, brace yourself, brace yourself in that, in those dreams, both times. And one said endure to the end, which meant to me that things are going to get tougher. So it was me as a pastor sensing that God was saying, I showed you this for a reason, you know, put it out there. Once again, I shared it with 1100 friends thinking maybe 10% will watch it. So maybe 110 people. And, and then I'm, but to this day, I am still blown away and overwhelmed, absolutely overwhelmed by how far it went, which to me um, says the sovereign hand of God was upon it because there's no possible way that I, knowing who I know, or maybe I should say not knowing who I don't know, <laughs> there's no way this could have gone like it did without God's sovereign hand on I had nothing to do with that. It just it blew up. Yeah, I don't think there's really a, a right or wrong answer on that because I think we have biblical examples of both where yeah. someone was told, write this down, get this out, and then sometimes we're People just had dreams, and, and, you know, even other people interpreted them. There was not necessarily a declaration of divine intervention in it. Yeah, because some of the critics that you've looked at, and, and, and when, you know, and, and I think in all fairness, of course, there's always going to be people that, people that do it the wrong way. Then I think you've had some people that are, that, are, that are not having a critical spirit, and they're approaching you as a brother in Christ. Uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they don't, they don't, they're not trying to tear you down. Or anything like that, and I and that I don't pay attention to the the first, but I have looked at some of the um, the critiques in the latter. And Bubba, the point that Bubba was making, they seem to say when they look at scripture. Now, first thing I thought of when I saw it was Acts two seventeen. I think you know, saying as we get toward the end times, and I hate to call you. Yeah, an, I hate to call you an older man, but but your your older <laughs> well, that's man. Fine. That's fine. Yeah, you're with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll start to have dream. Yeah. We'll start to have dreams. I mean, that is in scripture. Uh, but but yeah. it, but at the other hand, on the other hand, I do acknowledge, uh, and and I, and I think that's maybe the, the line we need to draw because I've seen your video. You say you're not claiming to be a prophet, but then people say, well, that's an issue with me because 
those that were given prophetic words from God were told it was a prophetic word from God. They may not have always understood it, but they understood, to Bubba's point, that God told them clearly, I am giving you a word that you are to share with this group of people, this nation, you know, my people, whatever the case may be, and they're taking issue with you saying you don't know whether this is prophetic or not. And I understand that, but I just know that I had an urgency and an unction, an absolute unction and urgency to get this message out. Um, I'm okay with the term watchman on the wall. Um, I, I'm a pastor. That's the skin I'm comfortable in. Right. I'm a shepherd. Uh, I, try to, I try to study. I try to read. I try to pray. I try to be faithful uh, to the places that God's called me to be. Um, several of the places I've been, I have followed moral failures, which means that the pastor before me had, a, had a, an indiscretion. Mm-hmm. And so when I walk into a church, I'm walking into a church that's been, they've been uh, abused, they've been betrayed, they're hurting, they're wounded, people have left, finances have gone, uh, the name of the church and, 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 the, and the ministry and the, re- the reputation, the community is down. And so uh, I walk into churches that, that are basically in triage. And, and I, I've, never, I've never said, God, I don't, never want to do that again, although that's not really where I would, would want to go next. I'm not planning on going anywhere next, but um, I know who I am. I'm a pastor. I'm a shepherd, and God's gifted me specifically to help those kind of churches uh, that have been through chaos and harm. Uh, I do recognize God's voice. I know a lot of folks don't even you know, think that. And, and one of the things I, I heard a lot of criticism, criticism was was that I broke protocols of, of, of declaring things. And, well, I've never met a prophet until the last couple of weeks. Um, I've been used in, 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 in prophecy in that sense, in prophetic dreams. But I didn't know there was such a thing as protocol for how you go about this or go about that. I got people now that are calling saying, hey, you have another dream. You call me first. And you, I'll, I'll let you know what you would do with it and this and that. I've got a group of men that I'm accountable to that I shared it with. And I know some have said, well, you know, when you shared that dream, it would just cause panic. And that was not my intention. My intention was to say, look, there's something coming. And, you know, if I live in, in we live about two miles north of Nashville. So um, a, a couple months ago, a huge tornado came through late one evening in the middle of the night. Uh, the people killed, businesses were destroyed from Nashville to Cookville, just a, you know, a large swath of, of tornado area. Grew up in Indiana, went to college in Missouri, so I'm familiar with tornadoes. And, you know, if the weather person comes on and says, okay, folks, sometime during the day, we may have conditions that, are, that, are, that will make right. it possible for a tornado to come through. Well, you watch the skies. But if a guy comes on and says, if you're in this area, you need to get the shelter right now, you know, this, it went from a watch and a warning to you're in trouble. Right. And the sense I had in my spirit and when I had that dream was the tornado was on the ground and in, in a place near you, you've got to get this out. And uh, I wasn't, I, I'll be honest, I wasn't worried about protocol. I, I had a sense I had to get this message out. But once right. again, I was doing it to 1,100 people on Facebook. I didn't, I didn't tell anybody to share it. I didn't tell anybody to, you know, to hype it or anything. I just had concerns for people who I care about and love, uh, and I sent it out to them. And the, the rest is, you know, that overwhelming aspect of my life right now, which it went to millions and millions and millions and millions of views. Uh, I didn't ask for that. I didn't expect that, but out of a pastor's heart, I was trying to share, Hey folks, I had a dream. And the first one I saw those things happen. And these men saw these things happen. And the second one I had is, is concerning. And here's another one I had last night. Here it is. And you can do it. So literally it was for people to do with what they wanted. Um, and my message was prepared because if these things do happen, we've got to be ready for it uh, in all sorts of aspects. And so that's really where I was coming from 
with it. Well, we'll come back. We'll talk more about, um, uh, you know, where we are now and as we go forward. And we definitely have more questions with uh, Pastor Dana Coverstone on Rick and Bubba University. Now, Bubba, this this ExpressVPN, do you do you get tired of like, you're, hey, I'm trying to go on the Internet. I'm trying to do what I want to do. And then I feel like that everybody's trying to see what's going on where then I can start getting this and this is going to pop up and social media uh, companies, you know, they get to decide, you know, what content they think you should see. We hear this all the time. We don't want other people deciding what they think we should have access to. Uh, and, uh, you know, we should be the one to decide, you know, what you want to read, what you want to watch, not them. So one thing you can do to control this, uh, meaning their access to your data, is ExpressVPN. Uh, see, the problem with the big tech companies is not only do they censor what you read, but they track what you do online, and they track what you're searching for, the videos you watch, and everything that you click. Then they use this data to what? To send you ads. They can match your activity to your offline identity using uh, you know that device, you know the device's unique IP address. So what ExpressVPN is doing is when you're using it, the tech companies can't see uh, your IP address at all. Your identity is masked, and you're anonymous. Uh, by a secure VPN server. Plus, it encrypts 100% of your data to protect you from hackers and some of the bad guys out there on the Internet. Well, I mean, it's great technology, but you got to be protected. So why don't you protect your privacy now at expressvpn.com slash rickbubba. We love this. expressvpn.com slash rickbubba. If you visit that special link, we're going to get you an extra three months of ExpressVPN service for free. And we all love saving money. Uh, not just speedy. That's express, E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Rick Bubba to protect your data today. Rick, uh, Pastor Dana Coverstone is with us, uh, who is now very famous for the dreams he's had and shared. Pastor Coverstone, let me let me jump to some of the details in this, and I, I wanted to ask your opinion on it. Uh, I know sometimes it's kind of strange to ask for someone to interpret their own dreams, but I want to go to the month of, of November, and you said uh, basically Washington, D.C. was in chaos, uh, chaos around the White House, um, and it, it was... Uh, uh, I got a list there. Look at a dream, too. Yeah, man. yeah. That's, it, it, you said that, uh, that uh, they were soldiers, foreign soldiers on the ground, whatever. I, dealing with the political environment today... Which, and we don't make any bones about it, we think a lot of the unrest today is politically motivated. Uh, people who are I agree. Not, not a fan of I our agree. current president and they don't want to see him reelected. And they have done what they can do to make the economy, uh, which was his strong issue, and we're on the political side of it now, to, to, to do away with that and cause doubt and, you know, what I call H and D, hate and discontent. But I think a lot of people think that that would be more of an environment that you would describe if Trump was reelected as opposed to uh, Joe Biden or who we presume will be the Democrat in this, that uh, a lot of these forces of hate and discontent would calm down if a Democrat or Joe Biden went in. So in your dream, did you interpret that to be uh, a post-Trump situation, or did you see that as a response to a Trump second term? I guess. Is it, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, and I've, I've been asked that the the Washington, the White House, and the the room with the senators has been the, the prominent question that I've been asked. 
And I'll start by saying it this way. I believe that both parties have failed the American people. Uh, we can't blame one party over the other. Uh, both parties have their own agendas, it seems, and very few people listen to the American citizen. What I saw wasn't a presidentless uh, Washington. I saw a leaderless Washington, D.C. Uh, let's say this. If Trump is not elected, he will still be the president until January 21st when we have the inauguration. Yes. Um, and even if he is 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 not elected, uh, or is 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 elected, he's in the White House. Um, and although there's all sorts of crazy ideas and and theories out there about you know people trying to get rid of this and that, uh, I'm a Trump supporter. I voted for Trump. I plan on voting for Trump again. Uh, that bothers a lot of folks um, because of their understanding of who Trump is. But it depends on what lens you're looking through. Um, what I saw literally was a leaderless Washington. I've had people suggest, well, maybe he was in a bunker. That could be. Uh, Washington was in chaos. Uh, people tried to connect the, the soldiers and, and those sort of things. Right. Uh, you know, the, the Kigali principles could be in play. Uh, we've made, you know, the small, the small arms treaty was signed by uh, John Kerry years ago. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, and I, I'm sure we're not, a, the, the UN is, we're not, the UN is probably not a big fan of us as much. Um, and although you, we got cities that are going crazy right now, like Seattle and Portland, um, where, you know, those, those things that are happening, they're insurrection and it's just being allowed. And I, I'm, I'm appreciative. We got a, a president who's saying, I'm going to send federal troops in to take care of these things. Like in right. Chicago. Right. We're uh, with you on that. It seems like, uh, we're all, you know, where they have the, the most strict gun laws, uh, it's only the criminals who have the guns. Um, and you guys obviously know where I stand on second amendment principles, but I believe that what I was seeing was just an indicator of there will be chaos in Washington. Uh, November was an explosive month. I saw the fist hit the calendar. Now, could that just be because of the election? It could be, but it was seen to me that an election issue was, is going to cause a lot more serious things in our country. We've got states right now that are running out of money for unemployment. We've got COVID back on the, on the fix, uh, growing. We've got, uh, you know, the, 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 the trillions of dollars that were sent out in surplus or from another surplus and, one of these days, very, very soon, our economy is going to have to collapse because it cannot keep up with all the things that are coming. And uh, so it could be an economic collapse. It could be a lot of those things. Um, and I, and I, I'm very cautious because I've had people, that, not you guys, but I've had folks say, well, what do you think this means exactly? Well, I don't know. I just shared, I had a dream and I shared what I saw. I, I, I saw glimpses and pieces of things that I believe are, are going to happen. Um, there's somebody who's starting, who told me they're going to start a website uh, it was just going to be a countdown to December 1st. So that on December 1st, I could come on his show and or come on his website and publicly apologize to <laughs> anybody who, you know, bought storable food or bought silver and gold or whatever. And, you know, if that's the case, I will. But um, I, I also remind this person that, you know, well, the coin shortage, that was a dream I had. I shared it and, and those things are happening. I even heard uh, um the Common Sense Show, uh, the director of that show, the, the guy in charge, made a statement just last night. My, my wife was sitting with me. She heard him say as well that, you know, now there's some, some shortages of ones and fives. Uh, that was in my dream that I shared. And I, I didn't contact the Federal Treasury or, or the Mint and say, hey, what's going on with you guys? I saw it in a dream and I shared it. And that's all I did. And so uh, it, caught the, it caught the attention of the American people in, in some ways I never suspected or dreamed of. But uh, that's what I would say about that. 
Can I ask you this question? Because this one's the one I'm thinking about, and then we'll get back to unpacking what's ahead. Why didn't you share the dream that you had in December that predicted predicted what was coming in March and June? What what kept you from sharing that dream? With, and I know you shared it with your your inner circle. I'm talking about with your church. Yeah. Well, I I didn't have the urgency or the unction in my spirit to do something with it right now. It was a dream that troubled me. I mean, it troubled me for months. Uh, and then when March hit and COVID hit, I mean, we, we knew that COVID was coming possibly in January. Uh, it was in February when uh, the Surgeon General said, oh, don't worry about masks, it's just for the medical people, you know, it won't work for the normal people. March hits, and, you know, my daughter's calling to say, Dad, they're shutting down the college, come get me. And so right. my, my, my son and I drove to get her. Well, that's when it started hitting. And it was probably the third week of March uh, when I started seeing the headlines of pandemic, pandemic, pandemic. Uh, the World Health Organization called it a pandemic in February, but it wasn't a pandemic here until March. And that's when the headlines started coming out. And one of my one of my board members had come to church uh, on a Sunday in March after I picked my daughter up. And he said, I know you don't get a newspaper anymore, but look at this headline. And there it was in a Tennessee newspaper about pandemic, pandemic, you know, pandemic mm-hmm. strikes, pandemic hits. And you heard the word, for some reason, I guess I missed that uh, when I watched your video. You heard the word pandemic, but before. I saw the word pandemic on a, on a newspaper. It was a headline. It was like the banner, the big banner on, right. the, on the headline. That's what I saw, you know. And mm-hmm. I wrote, I've written things down. I wrote things down. I, when I shared the video, I didn't have any notes in front of me. I was just kind of going from my mind and my head because I don't want to add or take away from things I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I've got, I've got all those dreams now kind of cataloged and, and, and laid out and listed out with, with more and more details. But as a pastor, I just, I had, you know, I had that dream in December and as I started seeing things happen at that point is, is it wasn't, it, it, there was no necessity to go back and say, Hey folks, I did have this dream in December. I told these seven men, guess what? These things happen, 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 happen. When I had the second dream, it was imperative in my spirit that I, I yeah. say something about right. it. Because you know? the first one apparently came true, that gave you a different attitude about the second one. It changed my whole focus. It changed my whole perspective because sense. I watched everything and I saw that you know from the riots to the lootings to the burnings, people hiding in their homes, scared and terrified. Um, it got my attention, and I thought, okay, God, you showed me the first one. Now you're showing me something with this. So what do I do with it? And that's why I asked those guys to pray. Uh, overnight, I felt I was supposed to do this, and I had that third dream about the coin shortage, and uh, just put that in the mix and shot that 15-minute, nine-second video on, on my grainy iPhone and mm-hmm. put it on Facebook. Well, we thank you, uh, and we certainly have more to talk about. Uh, we got Dana Coverstone with us on Rick and Bubba University. Pastor, um, you had mentioned, and I'm going back to the November, the chaos, the leaderless situation in Washington. Sure. You'd mentioned uh, Chinese and Russian soldiers. Did you, for again, kind of trying to interpret or unpack that, did you feel like that meant soldiers on the ground, or did you feel like that maybe was influence behind the scenes trying to destabilize the United States? How did, you, how did you really feel about that part of it, the, 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 the actual soldiers from other countries? What I was hearing, I was hearing the Russian soldiers tell the Chinese soldiers to go and secure certain quadrants and regions. And those are the words I heard, quadrants and regions. Um, I did not see them gathering up people, crowds. I did see military transport. I saw like the UN vehicles and things like that. Uh, I saw tanks. Uh, I did not see any military that was American. No, you know, no Marines, no army, uh, nothing like that. I did see groups of people like gather together, but not as in fear. Um, 
and I, I just that's one of the harder parts of it too to kind of you know understand uh, because we do have we do have contracts with United Nations we do have contracts if there's you know when things get crazy and 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 not uh, not stable not firm um, you've got cities in our country right now that are out of control literally um, and Trump threatening to bring in federal forces and things like that um, but I I did not see it as occupation, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm careful to, to use that word, but what I saw was them on the ground primarily. And it wasn't necessarily in Washington, D.C. It was on the ground uh, in, the, in the contours, in the context of the United States of America, um, doing some type of um, stabilizing. That's probably the best word I can use, stabilizing. Um, and once again, if you, if you go back and look at UN documents and our, our, our connection with the United Nations, um, you know, we, we've gone in and helped secure and stabilize nations. We've sent peacekeepers in and things like that as part of the UN forces. Um, so I, I kind of saw it in, in the context of that, in that regard. That's, that's about the, well, that's and, about as far as I, well, you know, I just saw that. I just stated what I right. saw. Well, pastor, the reason I ask that I, I've had conversations with people who are very much familiar with the Chinese mentality to the West. And, and I've mm-hmm. asked them because they've been around a lot longer than the West has, and they have a recorded history a lot longer. And to some degree, they promote the fact that they are the, at least with the Chinese now, uh, communist, that they are the, the, the preeminent race on the planet. And, and they are the people that represent planet Earth. Everybody else is kind of a sideshow to this. And, I, and I've asked them, I said, well, how do they account for the rise of the West? How do they account for the technical ability, the economic ability of the West and, and how it has come on the scene. And they, they told me that they look at it as kind of a blip on the radar. It was kind of an accident. It won't hold up long term because we don't have the internal ability to do that, that things of, of uh, uh, you know, class warfare and racism and all that will, will eventually tear us back down. And I, and I asked them, I said, well, what is the end game of the Chinese? What do, they, do they want to take over America? What is their – and he said, oh, no. He said, they don't want that headache. He said, now, they would like to have some of our resources, no doubt. But he said, they just want an America that can't portray and project power internationally to stop them from doing what they want to do. In other words, and the way they would do that would be by un- making America unstable – being so that we had to deal with things internally so we could not project military force externally. And that's kind of what their goal is. So making an unstable America is in the national interest of the Chinese and the Russians to some degree. Yeah, that's, that's, I would say that's a pretty good assessment. You know, let me ask you this, too, with you being a pastor, and we're talking about the sovereign hand of God. Uh, you know, the Bible's pretty clear. I raise up nations, I take them down. Yep. Uh, and, and all this happens under, under my control. The United States of America is not the whole world. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, all the people of the world, not just the United States of America. You know, he's not our mascot. We're not his favorite. We're not the new chosen and all of that. However, he gave you things that looked like they were going on in the United States of America. What message do you think he's uh, sending to you, a pastor, to really the, what this is all about, and that is the church? It's really not about any nation. It's about the church. Uh, that's, Jesus went to the cross 
to start the church age. Redemption takes place, and now the Jew and Gentile come together uh, into one race of people and one church. Uh, you know, love your wife as Christ loved the church, and he gave his life for the church. He didn't give his life for the United States. He didn't give his life, you know, for nations. So what is the message you think you're getting from God to tell his church? President John Adams made a statement about the Constitution. He said the Constitution is for religious and moral people. And uh, and when the people are no longer religious or moral, the Constitution falls apart. And I think that the application of that statement, we're seeing that today. Uh, the Supreme Court has changed the definition of marriage, of identity. Um, everything is just you know falling apart. They're tearing up statues and churches are being vandalized. I saw in the news today, a church in Miami was vandalized. Uh, they're tearing statues off the heads of Jesus and Mary in, in Massachusetts area. Uh, persecution's coming. The Chinese church has been praying for the American church for, for decades that persecution would come because um, we, we've become lukewarm. We've become almost apostate in, in so many ways. I believe the message is for the church to wake up and to get ready because I really believe on the dreams that God's given me and what I sense in my spirit and what I'm hearing from other people, other pastors, other Christians, other believers. We're about to see some unprecedented persecution come to American church. And for a long time, the church kind of said, ah, well, we're exempt from that, you know. Right now in Nigeria, they're using the word genocide about Christians. Uh, in North Korea, there's many Christians and pastors in prison uh, making Christmas lights and selling them around the world, you know. Uh, we have people who are uh, being slaughtered for just for being Christians uh, in the Middle East. It's illegal to be a Christian. But I believe God's trying to warn the church in America to get ready. Brace yourself for impact because something's coming. When you brace yourself, you put a foot back, but you lean forward so that whatever's coming against you doesn't just knock you back. I believe it's a wake-up call to the church to get ourselves ready, to get ourselves right, and uh, to make sure we've got our houses in order. You know, Bible said, and Peter, Peter said that judgment begins with the house of God. He's not going to let us get by without it. And even in the Old Testament, when the prophets said judgment was coming, yes, they could repent and they could return, but there were still consequences. In the book of Judges, uh, there would be a great period of, of, of uh, a period of time of, of peace and prosperity, and, and, and things was, life was good. And then they'd, they'd start sinning, and, and God would allow a, a, another nation to come in, Assyria, the Philistines, whatever. And they would be under oppression. The then they would cry out to God for help, and God would send a judge like uh, Gideon or, or Samson. And, and God would use that person to deliver those people. And then they would be, there would be peace in the land for 30, 40 years. And then suddenly that same cycle repeats itself. And the people forget who God was. They start sinning. They start doing their own thing. And the process repeats itself. And uh, with, with what, with the support, the public support of abortion in our, in our, in our country, with the changes in uh, gender identity and marriage, uh, we've taken, we, the, the, the culture has, has created God in their own image now. And, uh, there's only so much that God can stand and take. He loves, he loves people. He, he, he loves the lost. But there's an if-then clause in the Old Testament. If you obey me, if you serve me, then I will bless and keep you. But if you do this and this and this, then I will do this. And it was right back to if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. And that's the point. The church is supposed to represent his name. We represent Jesus Christ, uh, the greatest name ever on the planet and, uh, uh, through, all, through all the universe. And when we start compromising and allowing ourselves to start living less than what the Word tells us to live by, we have, we have compromised His name, who we're supposed to represent and serve. 
And so I think God's just trying to wake the church up and say, get ready, get ready, get ready, because things are coming. And if you're not ready, it's going to yeah. blow you back. So brace yourself. Yeah, and you see, it reminded me a lot. I was reading Jesus' words in Matthew 24, Paul's words to Timothy, I think in 2 Timothy 2 or 3, when he's talking to the list of things. And you see the list of things that we should be looking for. And, you know, uh, in this country, you see them. So that that's what I was wanting to the clarification. I, I, I also have believed, and I don't know if this is it or not, uh, but there's a refinement coming from the for the Western Church, uh, for the American Church, because of all the blasphemy and and heresy uh, that we have allowed to go on. Uh, I just heard recently with the book uh, with J.I. Packer, the book about knowing God, and he said the difference in knowing about yeah. God and knowing God. People who know God stand up for God, and yeah. he, he, you know they live as good citizens until God becomes blasphemed, and then they stand up for God. The others just know about God. The ones who know yeah. God stand up. And Jesus said when this stuff comes, the ones who endure, I, I notice you saying that word, the ones yeah. who endure, uh, you know, will uh, will inherit the kingdom of God. So um, so I think that, that that could be it too. We don't know. But I, I thank you for taking time to, to be with us. Um, I mean, we could go on for hours. Uh, I know that just has to be exhausting for you as well. <laughs> uh, but thank you for continuing to have the energy that um, uh, I guess God is providing you to continue and you know what uh you've you've laid out some things that that god showed you and uh if these things start showing up just as you said we will certainly know won't we yeah pastor coverstone if you have any more dreams let us know <laughs> i will let somebody know for sure yeah, thank if, you if he mentions if he mentions the rick and bubba show just a, an email yeah, will be nice. email will be fine let Text, us know call you know anything. <laughs> hey fight the Keep fighting the good fight, and I appreciate you thanks, ta- taking sir. taking time to be with us. Thank you, sir. We do appreciate it. And thanks to all I'll, of you. I'll be with you. Uh, and thanks to all of you right now who've joined us for this edition of Rick and Bubba University. <laughs>